What's up, RPG fans? Welcome to episode 14 of the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Philip, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner, Crime Geo. What's up, sir? What is going on out there? It's been a while. It has been too long. We had uh, last week off because of the holiday, but we are back and hopefully better than ever. Can't make any promises. Maybe. Maybe. If this is your first time listening, ladies and gentlemen, then welcome to the Switch RPG Podcast, the official show from SwitchRPG.com that brings you exciting news, upcoming game releases, and all the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch platform. After we handle all that jazz, we then read your questions on air and try to answer them if we're able. Remember, to be part of the show, all you got to do is email us at podcast at switchrpg.com or you can dive into our discord server at discord.switchrpg.com and then you can post in our podcast channel at the end of the day we hope that you know that we want to hear from you before we dive into our news this week we got a wonderful update on the rpg world cup 2018 goal which actually before you before you get to that I want to say, Portugal, you you did as much as you could. Just it wasn't enough. I needed more from you, but maybe next time, maybe the Euro, next Euro or the next World Cup. I'm pretty sure Cristiano Ronaldo won't be there, but that's okay. Let's go Portugal. You know, I actually, I'm I'm actually drawing some 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 strange connections between Secret of Mana, the Mana what? series. Huh? And and Portugal, they both uh, made it out of group stages, but got uh, trounced <laughs> in the round of sixteen. Wait a minute, Portugal did not get trounced by your. They got trounced sorry out. To, they got trounced out. Okay, that's different. If it's not a W. Different. It's not an L. Or if it's not a W, then it's an L. So, I don't. I don't appreciate. Portugal your... didn't quite go up against Pokemon, though. Let's be fair. No, no, Pokemon's like a powerhouse right now. But I just don't appreciate your terminology. Just we'll have to choose better next time. Anyway, we are down to uh, the round of eight, and we're actually about to wrap that up in just a couple of days. In fact, by the time you're listening to this, it will already be... Yes, the round of eight will have already been completed, and we'll be on to the round of four. So let me tell you what you're in for so far. Our first matchup in the round of four is, in fact, set, and it is two... Very, very highly voted games throughout this tournament, and that is Pokemon series versus the Dragon Quest series. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see sort of where this vote falls. Mm. Pokemon has obviously been untouched throughout, but Dragon Quest has also received a lot of love uh, in all of its matchups. It absolutely cleaned up in the round of 16, just like Pokemon did. So, right. Yeah. Do you have? They, they both. Do you have they any? Both have- I, I I have a favorite in mind, but they both each of the series have a ton of games. Yeah, which I you know, which so, helps. So they have yeah, they definitely have that going for them. Um, for me, Pokemon feels like they're all the same game. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to tell my hand, you know, show my cards here, but I'm just saying they, they it feels like the same game to me with maybe a little added twists. With Dragon Are the Quest twists and- enough? Apparently for everybody else on planet Earth other than Geo, the the, the, the the tiny twists are enough. Well, don't get me wrong. I like my share of Pokemon here, but, you know, I'm just saying. Just saying. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I think I think what's interesting about this is the fact that the, the series are both so, uh, so, so many games. So many games. Yeah. That, that's yeah. been a huge... Uh, a huge advantage for a lot of uh, a lot of the entries here and mm-hmm. we've had we've had some questions as to why we have some single games some series um sort of throughout the tournament i've tried to answer some of those uh for those that are wondering if we if we do this again slash when we do this again because we will it's been very positive and very uh very successful mm-hmm. um but there has been some concerns about single games versus series and when we do this again we'll be tweaking some things and i think sure. we'll 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 see some maybe all singles or all franchises next time um uh, so i think we'll we'll see that next time but as for now definitely longer series have fared better um right. you know you just you've got you got more to pull from so the fact that dragon quest is 11 deep 10 mm-hmm. you know in the west or Nine in the West. I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't know because I know Whatever it is. some of them haven't come over here. But anyway, there's a lot of them. You know, Pokemon. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Um, and then it's looking very good so far. I can't remember if that poll is closed, but Final Fantasy was cleaning house with 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 Chrono Trigger. I think it might have been like sixty forty or yeah. about that. Which I'm honestly surprised that Chrono Trigger had put up that big of a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who are in Discord and you saw, I did post sort of a, a a little update on the round of eight, and I gave some some like stats and and quick figures. But you Chrono Trigger, really, like, really nerdy on us here. I did. I spent actually all nope. like Saturday afternoon putting that together. I'm, it was awesome, by the way. It was awesome. I was just I'm just saying it was. Oh wait, was, wait, wait for the round of four. The round oh of four boy. is going to get actual <laughs> statistics. Yeah, I'm going to oh bring no. numbers into it. But yes. uh, Chrono Trigger, I believe it was like out of 18 single games that entered the tournament, uh, Chrono Trigger is the final, the final single game. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm surprised that going up against Final Fantasy, the entire Final Fantasy series, if it's pulling 40 percent of the vote, uh, I, th- I think that's that's much better than I, than I was expecting it to do because Final right. Fantasy has not played around at all. Um, so we'll see. Uh, and then the right. final, the final, uh, uh, the final matchup that hasn't happened yet. Cause this is being recorded on Monday is, uh, elder scrolls versus fire emblem, which will be interesting. Um, mm. but yeah, uh, final fantasy has started to pull away with 14 hours left. It is pulling in 67% to chrono triggers 33. So wow. it's getting closer to what I was thinking that 70, 30 mark 70, 30. Yeah. yeah. But then we'll have, we'll have elder scrolls versus fire emblem. Not sure where that goes. Uh, right. I will say it's going to be interesting if it gets elder scrolls versus final fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that elder scrolls has a chance. In Are you the saying world. personally, it'll be difficult. Personally, it would be difficult. Yeah. 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 Personally, yeah. Yeah. That that is a difficult one. Because I love my Final Fantasy, but I also love my Elder Scrolls, as we will see later in this episode. It's a little tease for our question segment. Anyway, thank you once again for everybody who's voted so far in the RPG World Cup 2018. It couldn't have happened if it wasn't for you. Honestly, like when we started, I was like, I hope we get a dozen votes. 
and we've been consistently getting over 100 so this is this has been fantastic yeah Uh, so thank you all right let's dive into our news segment and uh, try not to make it last an hour and a half like we do sometimes. Yeah, uh, we're, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna just just gonna do the titles and move on is what we're gonna <laughs> That's do. That's it. That's it. We're gonna be like clickbait. We're just gonna give That's you it. like a, a hook title and then just not give you any substance at all. Uh, our first up, we've got a little bit of uh, Octopath Traveler funny news here, and that's What's... Uh, being reported by NintendoSoup.com. That's that apparently Octopath, the 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 search term Octopath Traveler PS4 uh, is ranking like as uh, as up there in, in in Google searches in the rankings. Yeah. yeah, you know you can do that. I guess the predictive the predictive right. text on Google. It shows up Octopath Traveler PS4 as number one, meaning that it's the most searched thing for Octopath <laughs> Traveler. So this article is saying either people are wanting it on PS4, and this is in Japan, by the way. This is in Japan, not in the U.S. Um, but either people are wanting it on PS4, either they think that it's coming out on PS4 and they're going to be really disappointed, or they're just really confused. They're just really confused. Uh, but it is, in fact, a Switch exclusive. So I don't know. You know, I don't know if it will at some point make its way to PS4. Uh, I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. I mean, I feel like this right now is like the crown jewel for Square Enix RPGs on the Switch. It's sure. a big deal. It's, you can't get this yeah. anywhere else. And PlayStation, has, you got enough exclusives. Like, yeah. come on. Get off our backs. Get Seriously, forward. Nintendo needs it. It's just, this is really funny. I... I, I don't think that they're clueless. I, I'm wondering if they're if they're hoping that maybe there's a chance. There's a chance that it'll come out for the PS4, and they just want to make sure they're not missing anything. That, that maybe like you know one of the developers said, yeah, maybe it'll come out for the PlayStation. But yeah, it, the, obviously, the, I don't I don't see it going to the PlayStation. I'm just I just think it's really cool and really funny. Maybe maybe we're actually getting the reverse switch effect, you know, because right now we're like, mm. is it coming to switch? Is it coming to switch? And they're like, right. we're thinking about it. We're talking internally about bringing it to switch. Maybe over there, they're like, we're talking internally about bringing it to PlayStation. <laughs> is that how they talk there? Yeah, and that was not meant to be insensitive. That was just <laughs> no. me being a, an idiot. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, but yeah, no, it's it's just funny. It just Octopath right now for for the switch is like everyone's kind of you know really excited for it and i feel like it's really weird that 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 sort of like surfaces a week before it releases like the week of and like japan's like oh octopath ps4 yeah so you and you and again you would i'm thinking they're just kind of hoping and you know waiting to see if there's any information because nintendo is is really popular there yeah yeah, i mean it's not uh, like playstation it's not like switch is just not there at all. I mean, it's got a, it's got a big presence. Maybe there. Maybe this means that there are some non Switch owner fans out there that are so looking forward to this game. Maybe this is what tips the scale on them going to buy a Switch. That's what I'm I hoping. Hope, I hope uh, so as a Switch yeah. owner. And I'm sure that that's what Nintendo is hoping by getting this exclusive. So when when we're done recording this, I'm gonna search it and just make sure I'm not missing anything. I'm gonna search Octopath PS4. Make sure there's no news about it. It actually turns out that it is, in fact, a PS4 exclusive, and we've been uh, misinformed this whole time. It's not coming out to Switch. Well, well, that that's not good. Not Everybody's fun. Wayfarer edition. It's just Wait a resting, minute. resting with uh, Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> I won't be able to play it. It'll just be like sitting on a shelf. 
because I don't have a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, it shows up 4. in its PS4 edition. <laughs> Gio just can't play it. All right, next up we got from digitaltrends.com uh, another interesting one here. Uh, Gio brought this one to the table uh, from the Microsoft corner. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, Microsoft wants artificial intelligence to catch cheaters on Xbox Live. Yeah. Tell me about this. Um, well, I'm, I'm just trying to pull up the article here and I'm working with an iPad. And I was thinking you were going to go to a different article. Oh, I'm sorry. I just uh, went down in the order that we have it in the in, in the thing. No, I, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, so um, U.S. Patent and Trademark Office published a patent application filed by Microsoft that describes a method of cheat detection for games on a platform level using machine learning. The idea is to bring the idea is to bring cheat detection outside of the game it, itself. Platforms like Xbox Live, PlayStation Network can't detect any wrongdoings within the game. To do this, Microsoft proposes using artificial intel- intelligence. Um, so yeah, basically they, um, they, they want to learn how players use their data and everything on, on, on their games. And if they suspect any, you know, foul play, the player's account will be sent over to the enforcement module and actions will be taken against the player. I mean, how do you feel about this? Um, it, it depends. Um, you know, if, if you're playing something, for example, you're something like competitively, like say, for example, Overwatch, and I'm sure there are going to be some Call of Duty uh, type of things, something like that. It makes sense. And, you know, you want everyone to be on a on a same level playing field. You're going to see a lot. I'm guessing this with a lot of the free to play games. So you're getting a lot of people who, um, I don't know, they're, they're not paying for the game. So you're going to just get a lot more people, for example, like Fortnite. So they don't want they want again they want a level playing field and if i'm jumping into this new that's that's exactly what i want would want i don't know why anyone wouldn't want that unless you're a cheater <laughs> so i mean is this is this going to is this proposal like xbox centric are they just trying to be the forefront of an industry wide push yeah it feel it feels that way yeah and i could see this easily you know, I could see, easily see Sony getting involved into this, uh, and maybe Nintendo with their new service because they're jumping into the free-to-game, um, free-to-play system with a bunch of the games. You got Warframe that's been recently announced. You see, you have Fortnite as well. Uh, was it Paladin? Paladins isn't Paladins that going is, free-to-play? Yeah, there's that one. I believe there's there's another few that are coming out. So. Again, you're going to have a lot of influx mm-hmm. of people playing games and they they don't want, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure what they're looking for, like aim bots or, you know, but they're looking, they did say it's a, it's a game level. So anything outside of maybe network wide, I'm guessing, I'm not sure. How does, how does this make you feel from like a security standpoint with like, this is yet another thing that's like watching us play games. I mean, does that like wig you out? Are you like totally, all right, that's fine because you're going to catch the cheaters. So, you know, it's okay that you're also sort of tracking me too. I'm not hiding anything. So I'm not, I mean, how far does it go? Sure. Yeah. You know, are, are they going into personal information? I don't think so. I think it's which more, they already have. I mean, right. right. We've got yeah. our, our stuff 
like they've got my it's in a database credit card somewhere. number you know saved on sure. their whatever you know so right so i mean i'm uh, i'm okay with it i don't think i don't think they they would take advantage of anything like that if that's what you're you're mm-hmm. you're meaning um but i'm okay with this i think it's it's kind of overdue yeah, well, I, I think the, my, the, the big thing for me with this story is the, the emphasis on AI, because I think that that is going to be such a big thing moving forward, game industry-wide. And I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Honestly, I'm excited, because, I mean, I just like technology, and I like mm-hmm. the advancement of technology, evolution of technology. So how AI is implemented throughout gaming as a whole i think is is fascinating and if it if it is utilized to catch cheaters that's great but also like well, i mean how does it how could we use ai to change the, the other ways that we game um you know whether it is our our machines learning how we play when we play um how to be more energy efficient because maybe they're shutting down and then firing up whenever we normally play, you know, just like learning our behaviors and stuff like that. So I, I think that this is like a door into what AI could do. And I, and I'm interested to see, you know, how it does it would be, it'd be hilarious if like, um, uh, Cortana, you like, if you're a cheater, you're a bot, like Cortana just like (laughs) pops up and says, Hey, uh, goodbye, you know, and then just shuts down. Like you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why are you doing this? It just has like a little dialogue with them. You know you shouldn't be doing this. Just we're about to break your Xbox. And they, and they actually, you know, we're learning about this now, but this has been filed for a yeah. while now. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um but one thing you do worry about is, you know, it is it is AI. It is, you know, it's a computer. They could get things wrong and, you know, you could be potentially banned or whatever. And just because you're showing I don't know, signals or signs of, of a cheater or whatever, you know, there's that possibility. Geo is honestly worried that because he's such a good gamer, especially when it comes to like shooters, I mean, his kill streaks are so high that, I mean, he does give off, you know, the air of, of a cheater of a bot. I mean, people I, accuse him all the time of botting. I so, you know, these people know my mom too, but I mean, it is so not true. I totally am terrible at these games. Honestly, he's so good at, at the podcast sometimes. I have to just make sure that he is human and he's not right. just like set up some sort oh, of bot. I'm very, very much human. And you did mention something. It's kind of a pet peeve of mine. And I'm okay that you said it about me, but I just want to say the term gamer, it's become such a, you know, not a cliche, but everyone's okay with it now. Mm, yeah. Back in my day... That that wasn't a thing. Back in, I mean, <laughs> back in my day, put that in your cane. It was almost like an insult, but yeah. now it's like everyone's a gamer. Everyone's a ga- oh, you're a ga- you play games. You're a gamer. Yeah, like no, I'm not a gamer. I play games. Get rid of the that's, labels, guys. That's just me. I that's I don't. It. I'm not. That's a, it. I'm episode, not a gamer. Episode fourteen. We hereby ban the word gamer on our podcast on the show. No no gamers here. We just I guarantee we're humans I that guarantee play games. It. I guarantee it you'll say by the end of the episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and again, it's not it's not like offensive to me or anything. It's just it's just I'm, I just play games. That's all. You know, I'm not, I'm not a gamer. Don't pigeonhole me into just playing games all the time. Look, professional gaming journalist, 
Gio Pimento does not subscribe to your labels. <laughs> so get out of here with your labels. No labels. No labels here. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, from NintendoLife.com, we've got a little bit of Dragon Quest Square Enix news. Now, Square Enix claims. Mm -hmm. This is what they claim. They're claiming this right now. They're aiming to shorten the localization, the slow localization process for Dragon Quest games, which has, uh, once again, not a big Dragon Quest you know, professional here. I, I'm not an expert at all, but uh, I mean, it's been a long time since Dragon Quest XI was made and released in Japan. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that has happened before. Uh, I've heard through the grapevine that possibly has happened before. I can't say with any authority, but from what I do know of Dragon Quest XI has been out for a while. It was released on the 3DS in Japan. And so right. now it is finally coming over here, but it's being delayed on the Switch as well. So, uh, what I mean, what do you... You think Square I mean, Enix, is this being PR delayed. speak? It's what, being what's delayed. Going on? No, 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 no. I, I, I'm okay with this. It's being delayed on the Switch, be, be, not because of localization issues, because of development yeah, issues, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. which is fine. That's something totally different. Now, for localization, you got to remember you're you're translating something. Now, these people are not they're not robots. Okay, you can translate text. That's not the biggest issue. But you gotta you gotta be able to, and and I think it says it in the article. You have to know the world. Okay, you have to know the environment. So essentially, they have to be shown the game. They have to know and feel all of that stuff. And does it take, you know, as long as it does, you know, I'm not sure. I don't know the process. You know, I'm sure they have to hire a bunch of voice actors, translators, all that type of stuff. Now, when did they start this process? Has it been a year? Has it been longer? You know, how long does that actually take? I don't know. But there is... There's obviously a lot more involved than just just translating a text because it's just not that easy. But I just want it. I, I want to be able to play it. Yeah, I mean, for the Dragon Quest fans out there, I mean, there are a lot. And mm -hmm. uh, I feel bad for them having to go up against Pokemon in the next couple of days. But anyway, uh, for, for all those fans, I mean, I hope that Square Enix gets this solved. I mean, I just feel like we're at a place where... Look, 15, 20 years ago, it was a little bit different, right? So, like, your global market, you, I mean, I think it was very important to look at that. And, look, if something didn't sell in the West, it cost so much to port things over. It really did, yep. you know, to, to translate and, and, and localize and localize things. And I'm not saying that process has gotten easier or cheaper. I'm not saying that because I don't know. But what I am saying is I feel like JRPGs in general are so global at this point. And Dragon Quest is 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 big. I mean, it's here. big, you know. And you would think, being Square Enix, they'd have a a, a process, a slipstream process, where they can kind of they've done it a long time. So where you you think that they could, they just have a process where it's like it makes things so much faster. But, but you know, and I'm just I'm looking at and, I'm looking at and the these games. I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. but these games just they're so big now. They're so massive. It, I guess it takes a long time. Yeah, but I mean, the, but not really because, like, just what you said. I mean, Square Enix. So, like, yeah. we know every single Final Fantasy game is going to come out in the West. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they they already have that process in place. I right. mean, they brought 
lost Sphere over. They brought I Am Setsuna over, which I mean, to your to your point, those are really small games. So I mean, not much development time, you know, for localization. Right. But I'm saying Dragon Quest is on such a different level than those games anyway. I mean, mm. even if they didn't sell you know, really well 20 years ago. I, I mean, I feel like look at Xenoblade Chronicles, you know, I mean, that yeah. series is successful I, here. Why can't Dragon Quest, a game, a, a game that longer. began in 1986, why can't that mm. be okay here? I think it would, but I mean, like it just takes so long and it's just so weird, especially from the developer of Final Fantasy that you have the Western treatment for one series and you don't for the other. You know, mm-hmm. so and and yeah. uh, this article and does bring up perhaps part of the Western problem is the lack of uh, the lack of consistency in localizing them in the first place. Right. So they're trying to determine if it's worth it or not, which with Dragon Quest, it should be no question. Right. You would think something like that. Again, there are many Dragon Quest games here in the West. It's it'll it'll get here. And I think when in the long run, I think it'll do just a little bit better or just about the same as Xenoblade Chronicles. And Xenoblade Chronicles is uh, has got a pretty good following as well. So they're definitely, they definitely want to tap into the market. It's just, it's taken them a while. Yeah. Square Enix moving slowly. What? Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, next up we got some, we'll stay Square Enix, and uh, we got some Octopath Traveler since Geo... That game releases, and when everyone's listening to this, that game will release in two days. Mm-hmm. So we are right here. This is Octopath Week at SwitchRPG.com. Um, and so let's talk a little bit our, uh Octopath here. A couple, a few days ago, we've got a tweet here from a French, Nintendo France. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks like it's some sort of demonstration of Octopath Traveler at a Nintendo event. And the, uh, the translation for that tweet says the following. Announcement. In addition to the eight trades already presented, Mr. Uh, Nishiki and Mr. Takahashi unveiled four secret trades in twitch.tv slash Nintendo France. Here are the four. Master of War, Enchanter, Augur, and Lord of Runes. And it's, it asks which one is most tempting. So what do we, what do we make of this? I mean... So this means that we're going to have 12, at least 12. I mean, this isn't saying right. these are the only four secret ones. Maybe that, that means that there are a lot of secret ones now. Sure. Yeah. What else are they holding back? They they got to be they got to be holding something back. I, f- I feel there's like another shoe to drop in this whole Octopath thing. I, or at least I hope there is. I mean, I'm I'm into for what it is now. I'm still into it. I wish there was a little bit more uh, um you know, maybe some overarching story like we've discussed in the past. I wish I, I wish that we knew that. We don't. We don't know. I've heard a lot that it's it's not not there. But I feel like this there's more information to come out, but it's just so close and we don't have that information. But again, like I said, I'm still okay with the way it is now. After playing the prologue demo, I'm okay with that. Now you have you have the eight jobs. I'm assuming these new or these four additional ones you won't get until you know midway or you know later on in the game. They sound pretty cool. I don't know what a augur is, but um, yeah, which one sounds most most tempting to you? Uh, Master of War. Master of Master War. Of I mean, War. I okay. I I like my I like my uh, warrior type 
classes <laughs> in most RPGs. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm not much of a caster. I I'm I'm a caster. Oh yeah. All right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm the caster. I've tried. I've tried multiple times in multiple games, and uh, I usually once per game I'll be like, all right, I'm going to focus on casting this time, and then I just I revert back to uh, <laughs> sort of my warrior. I I, I slash. I like. I actually like uh, a paladin tank ish you know person somebody who just like takes beating after beating after yeah, beating yeah, yeah. that's like my favorite uh favorite type uh but then like warrior would be second sure so, so you like take yeah that's cool uh, yeah i'm i really like like the sorcery the like like the hand mage the fire mage that's kind of that's kind of my thing it's mm. kind of my thing interesting very interesting. interesting uh one last thing on octopath i the thing is like i'm trying to think back to specifically some Square Enix RPGs in the past that leading up to the release of, I, I just don't remember how much of those games did we know going in, specifically of like of the party. How much did we know about the party? Did we know all of the party members? Uh, because it just seems like we know so much about this game to, to like where are the surprises if there are any. Um, that That is, I, I'm curious about that. Uh, because I mean, obviously, the big thing for me was overarching story. It doesn't seem like we have that, so they're not—they're mm-hmm. not really holding anything back at this point. We know that there are eight storylines, there are eight main characters. Now we're finding out their secret jobs or trades or whatever. Right, and this is about a week away from release. Yeah, and and this is official. It's Nintendo France blue check mark everything. So it's not like you know someone predicting this or get, trying to guess things. So, so this is legit. And again, like I said, this is a week before the game being released and we're getting a little bit more information yeah so we'll see if they've got anything up their sleeves hopefully so all right lastly we've got rpg board game hybrid hand of fate 2 will be coming to nintendo switch next week this is a quick this is coming up so they announced it and it's coming out it's i wish more people would do this to be honest with you because yeah. i hate waiting yeah this is like this is like Bethesda next level type stuff. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, I mean uh, not not on that level. I mean Bethesda's got like no, AAA. Yeah, yeah, this no, is no, this yeah. is not so much. But I I get what you're saying. This is, and it comes out today. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so reading from Nintendo Life, it says the game tasks players with collecting cards and building a customizable deck of equipment, enemies, encounters, and loot, which all gets stuff all gets shuffled and with extra challenges from the dealer. Once all of these things are combined, cards are laid out onto the dungeon floor for players to navigate. Each card represents obstacles to overcome, including hack-and-slash combat, exploration, high-risk, high-reward minigames, and Dungeons & Dragons-style storytelling. And you were talking to me before the show that this is right up your alley, right? This is definitely right up my alley. Um, especially with playing, I, I'm not playing D and I'm playing Pathfinder, which is, you know, it's essentially D and And this is, this is, it's a, I've never played the first one. So I have, I have no way of knowing what that was, but this is just so cool. You get these, you, from what I've seen of the game, you get these cards and, and essentially lays out the dungeon and how you play that dungeon. So it's almost, almost roguelike, but then, you know, you have these, these story time, where you you have to you have to I don't know say for example 
there are bandits coming. Do you want to attack? Do you want to help? That sort of stuff. It almost re- it kind of reminds me of Banner Saga, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I don't know. If yeah, how that, much that, of that it. sounds that sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you have these morality choices, and then if you say, for example, you choose to fight them, and this is it starts off in text. If if you choose to fight them, then it breaks into a like a fighting sequence, mm-hmm. almost Arkham style. To be honest, it's really it's it's yeah, it's like that. And and like I said, there there you get you get certain cards as your inventory. So if you wanted, if you want for loot, you can get swords, you can get two handed axes. There's all sorts of stuff, but it's all kind of card based. So it's, it's a little different, which is what I like about it. It's just very cool to me. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, that, that'll release next week. Um, that's I think this ra- is out. This is out on Steam already. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've i figured I figured you know everything's yeah. out on Steam. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way the world works. All right, so that's going to wrap up our news for this week. Uh, let's uh, go go ahead and jump on into games that we've been playing. Now we've been gone for two weeks, so there's been plenty of chances to play a lot. Gio, what you've been playing? I, I played nothing. No. <laughs> um. I had a little bit of a, a family situation. My son, he had surgery. Um, he had a tonsillectomy. And before going that, he really he really didn't want to get the surgery done. He really didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. But he said to me before going, you know, doing the surgery, Daddy, if you promise me to play Minecraft with me every day, I will I won't cry. That's what he you know, that's what he said. Of course, yeah, sure. No problem, buddy. You don't have to worry about a thing. We'll play Minecraft every single day. I played Minecraft every single day. And I have built so many castles, <laughs> so many forts. He he has destroyed so many castles, <laughs> so many forts. Um, you know, I've started restarted and resaved so you know so many files so many files so i go build a house massive mansion of a house and all of a sudden there are a billion dogs in here billion parrots like he just he just makes a mess there's dogs and parrots and ocelots there's just so many things so yeah i've been playing um minecraft for it's been a week now um every single day along with path of exile don't forget it Path of Exile. I'll get you in, into it soon enough. Don't you worry about it. Believe it or not, Path of Exile does not pay Gio Pimento any dollar amount to no. say the title every <laughs> single episode. Uh, so the past couple of weeks, I had the uh, wonderful privilege of reviewing uh, Shining Resonance Refrain, which when you're listening to this, guys, it, it will have released yesterday on Tuesday, January 10th. January, July 10th. My bad. It's been a long week. Uh, <laughs> July 10th. Um, and like I said, I did have the wonderful privilege of reviewing that. So I got that game about a week and a half ago. Uh, and I, all all I did was play. I, I put a many, many, many hours in uh, into that game and getting the review, um, all nine pages of the review out. So, um, so yeah, uh, if I may sort of talk about it a little bit. Sure. Um, not to spoil too much of my review, uh, but I, I did have a lot of fun with it. 
my review is is quite detailed in that it does present uh, a lot of things that uh, a lot of issues that I had with the game, but then all of the things that to me balance out those issues. And uh, so I, I did give it a, a very high high rating and recommendation okay. uh, for those who enjoy action JRPGs. I, I think this fits fits in with uh, with those games that you like. Um, I haven't played Tales specifically, but from what I've seen of Tales, from what I've heard of Tales, I feel like it fits in that where you're not necessarily getting the greatest narrative in the world, but you are getting fun gameplay. You're getting a great adventure. You're getting a good journey. You're getting decent characters, right? So that that is that is what this game is. Mm-hmm. Decent narrative, it's okay narrative, with good characters, uh, with fun gameplay. And that's that's the big thing. Gameplay here is king. Um, it has a really really fun combat system. Uh, a lot of people's concern arose from the demo, which, from what I understood, was just the first portion of the game. I was going to ask you about that. Did you play the demo? I played the demo. Okay. I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Explain the demo. Explain the demo to me. Was it just like the beginning of the game? It it felt like the beginning of the game. So did you start off with like a a dark haired character and a mm-hmm. like a blonde character, and they're trying to spring? They're trying to set yeah, somebody some, free from a, like from a prison. No, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't play it much because it just didn't. Yeah. It it didn't click with me. But I enjoy Tales games. I enjoy. I, I I don't know. Again, I consider Xenoblade an action uh, JRPG. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that game as well. Um, but that's that's kind of the issue when you run into to demos. Mm-hmm. You know, does it showcase everything you want it to showcase? In a how many hours was that game? How many hours did you put into 50, it? Fifty. 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 Yeah. Does a demo adequately? show off what's in a 50 hour game you're not going to get it you're not and and it's the kind of the same deal with octopath you know it does it show off enough does it, it it's it's tough to say but i mean i didn't enjoy it too much but that's just me no 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 well so i didn't play the demo but uh i did read okay. about what the demo covered and especially hearing from you so here's the thing is like yeah the first part of the game is not what I would have shown off. And this is coming from somebody who I am I'm kind of critical of demos that give you vertical slices like mid midway point of the game. I, I'm mm-hmm. kind of critical of those because to me that doesn't really do much for me. Like I want to see sort of how I get to that point. But then situations like this arise where you give somebody the beginning of the game and it does not do a good job of showcasing what the game becomes. So I am sort of in a weird spot, slightly hypocritical at times because I don't, I don't know. Like, what do you give? What do you give people? Because this is their chance. This is a consumer's chance of deciding, do I get this or do I don't? Well then, then maybe JRPGs aren't, they, they don't translate well in demos because they're just so long. You can't, you can't condense a you know that type of game into into a short demo because it's impo- it's, I mean it's impossible. Yeah, and, and 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 like I said, I mean the, the catch here is especially with a JRPG that's like fifty to sixty hours long, right? Right. If you give me hour thirty, I have no connection to the characters. I have no like 
learning because a, a lot of jrpgs are learning systems i haven't right. learned these systems so then all of a sudden this this demo at hour 30 does it, it feels out out of place it feels wacky yeah there's no context exactly but if you give me hour one you're not giving me all of the systems so I'm not really getting a full glimpse of what this game becomes because JRPGs aren't always gripping in hour one. Usually it's a lot of cutscenes. No. And that's what that's what I heard about this is a lot of cutscenes. Look, I played. So from what I know what the demo is, I, I, I completely understand everyone's hesitation about the demo because because there's a few few different reasons. Because number one, it is you are watching. You are watching. I mean, this is a JRPG. You're watching. You're reading. Number two, you're actually introduced to combat through two characters before you ever get to the main character of the game. And that is important because you're learning combat with two play styles that I just hated, absolutely hated, <laughs> because each character has their own fighting style and combat style, and not only the main character really clicked with me uh, because combat has a lot of rhythm to it. It is... Uh, it's sort of momentum based. Um, you can't just you can't just button mash for the combat to work. It literally just will not work if you just are mashing, pressing the button, spamming the buttons. So it it is catchy to it's it's difficult to just jump in and all of a sudden get everyone's rhythm right off the bat. But the main character Yuma to me has the 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 easiest rhythm to get and also the best rhythm in my opinion which is good because he is the main character right but he wasn't he's not really showcased like i mean and depending on how long the demo is he doesn't really shine until you know five hours into the game four or five three four five hours into the game also just the combat system as a whole it's a system where say you start the game with three or four abilities but then by hour 15, you have 15 abilities. And those 15 right. abilities, you're okay. able to build your your deck, if you will, your four attack slots. You're able to do that. You're able to customize your characters in so many ways for combat, for character interactions, for all this and the others. These systems come in later. And there's just no way for a demo to, to show that. Now, I tried to sort of give an overview of all of these things in my review i have gotten some feedback um from from individuals that you know brought up some brought up some negative things brought up some from some aspects that they did not like about the review um i was uh i was <clears throat> uh, i was sort of put down because i was very positive on the game i was one of the few people apparently that were positive on the game so I was discredited there, but then I was also discredited because I sounded just like everyone else and just used the same jargon and the same, you know, the same descriptions of everything just as everyone else. So, you know, here's, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my hope for people who read my reviews is because I, I can only be so objective. A reviewer in general can only be so objective. What I hope to provide. And I know from the other guys, at the website because we don't have a number system you know yeah. that's that's we did that on purpose we don't have a number system because we are not necessarily trying to objectively say this game is a masterpiece this game is a 10 this game is an 8 
what we hope to do is give you a recommendation. Recommendations come from friends, right? I was so, just going to say, it's like a buddy saying, hey, man, you got you to gotta check this game out. Exactly. And, and the thing is, like, honestly, choosing the final rating is the hardest part for me. Because the thing is, like, uh, you know, one person pointed out that I, I was way too forgiving of the game in my final rating because throughout the review, I bring up flaws. But the thing is, like, nothing is perfect. And so no. what, what, what I hope that people, do, you know, they read this and what I want you to get is that um, in my last few, after, after I had a, a couple of reviews where I was very, 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 very positive on the games, I sort of looked at how I reviewed and then, and then tried to say, okay, Philip, let's be a little bit more objective. So whereas, you know, if I love a game and I only talk about the good things, I want to also talk about the things that I don't like that I think aren't that great. So I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about the flaws. To me, that doesn't make my review. That's easy, honestly. Yeah. yeah. To me, that doesn't discredit my review. It doesn't honestly discredit the great because a game that I drew, I draw a lot of parallels with, with Shining Residence for Fame is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I'm not saying that it's as good of a game as Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I'm not saying that at all, but I draw a lot of parallels because to me Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is a great game if I reviewed that game it would have been a great it would have been my highest recommendation possible because I I really enjoyed it and I, I think others would too but I'm not going to sit here at all and say that that was a flawless game Xenoblade it Chronicles is 2 is one of the most flawed RPGs I've ever played from battle system to voice acting to writing to presentation to questing like I, there's a lot that I Almost every single element I had a problem with, but the rest of like the rest of those things outweighed those stuff. flaws. You know, yeah, overshadowed. So, and and I and not just technic technically there were issues with it. I'm I'm talking Xenoblade Chronicles yeah. too. There were issues with it. Yeah, we're talking frame rates. Frame rates were yeah awful in Xenoblade Chronicles, especially 2. in handheld. It was bad, but I got over it. I yeah, the gameplay was so good that I just overlooked it. Because of the charm, because of the heart, because of just the essence of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, it drew you in. It And look, this is the way that I described Shining Resonance for Frank. It is like having a good best friend who is flaw-ridden, but because of his, his charm and personality, you, you, you overlook those things, right? Yep. You're still going to hang out with him regardless of how annoying he can be sometimes, right? And that's kind of what this is. That's the way I felt about Xenoblade Chronicles 2. That's the way I feel about this, is that every single system has its little quirks but the rest of the parts of those systems outweigh those quirks and so i don't want you guys to to read my review and think that i'm waffling and that i that i look past things i'm actually trying to bring out what i didn't like just as much as i did what i did like and just to say that look these things just don't outweigh the positives in my opinion so that's just how i review and uh and i'm not and i'm not trying to like defend myself or anything because like look i I've grown up as a creative writer and a musician, which are two of like the most criticized things of all time. <laughs> like you, you know, you 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 just grow up with criticism. That's like what you do. Right. So like, look, give me back, you know, give me negative feedback. I'm going to take that. I'm going to learn from it. But yeah, I'm just saying, if you read one of my reviews, that's kind of what I I am like being your buddy that's trying to give you a recommendation. And honestly, <laughs> I would encourage you, don't take my final rating as law. Don't. Play it for yourself and make your own final rating. But what I would like for you to do is read my read read the thing 
And that way you can see the negatives that I pull out, the positives that I pull out, the connections that I make for blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we spent a lot, a lot of time on it. <laughs> I really enjoyed this game. And if you are like a JRPG action, JRPG fan, I think that this is worth, this is worth getting. I, uh, I also, I admitted that, look, I can s- totally see, you know, this doesn't really get the nod first. If you're having to decide between two games, totally get that. But I think it should go on wish list for maybe later in the year when it goes on sale for Christmas birthday later. Uh, totally. Absolutely. Get this game. That's actually kind of where I'm at because, you know, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it for Octopath. I've mm-hmm. been kind of been waiting for it. This has kind of been on my list. I was kind of kind of wait and see because I wasn't too fond of the demo. And like like I had mentioned before, the demo is just a just too small of a snippet in a JRPG. You can't really trust them. So again, it was kind of a wait and see approach with that game as well. It's kind of on on my on my list along with Ease Eight. Again, another one when there's kind of a slow time, maybe I'll look into it. Maybe I'll I'll uh, I'll get it. Um, yeah, really but like I said, I was I'm kind of waiting for Octopath. I didn't want to get a JRPG and then jump into Octopath. It just it didn't financially it didn't make any sense for me as well. So and, and look, I mean the fact that I reviewed this game, like I I mean I want to give a huge thanks to Switch RPG as the website, uh, you guys for allowing me giving me this opportunity to review this game because uh, this is just one of those situations where like I, I'm popping the game, and, uh, I I open the game. And I know that like it will not be out for another two weeks, but I'm, I'm playing it. I mean, that is just a huge humbling experience. And it also helped me get this game out of the way in a way that a lot of other people won't be able to before Octopath. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really humbled by the experience and, and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, final thing, uh, you know, if you're wondering if like I, I mind being like maybe the only person on the internet to give this game a great, I, I don't. I'm kind of pretending like I'm the reverse Jason Schreier, where like <laughs> Jason Schreier hated Xenoblade Chronicles 2 so vehemently much, but it turned out to be a great game. So maybe you know this game's not that great, but I loved it, and I'm the only guy that does. So that's okay, and that's okay. Yeah, that's, that, that's okay because it's opinions and it's video mm-hmm. games. That's right. It's just video games. No big deal. Um, all right, so last thing before we jump into uh, the rest of our stuff, as far as games to play, all right, so we've got Octopath coming out on Friday. I've got some days before Octopath comes out. Now, at the beginning of this podcast, I'm sure Gio probably saw me. I kept looking over. I'm looking at my TV, right? So today, today, I realized I've got a PlayStation Vita TV lying around my house. And realized, even though I don't have a Vita anymore, I can still play Vita games because this little awful little TV box plays Vita games. And therefore, that means I've got a copy of Trails of Cold Steel that I have never played. So that's good. I have never played. Now, my other thing is right now I am holding in my hands a little Game Boy Advanced, little Game Boy Advanced SP. And I have in it currently Tales of Fantasia. So my question to all the listeners is what should I play a little bit before Octopath and then after Octopath? Because I'm looking for a game after Octopath. Do I, and I want it to be older. So do I play Trails of Cold Steel, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel, or do I play Tales of Fantasia? Tweet at me, post in the Discord, email me, whatever you need to do. I need to know. Let me know hmm. what I need to play next. 
Tales okay. of Col- uh, Tales of Fantasia, Game Boy, Vintage Game Boy, Boy or Trails of Cold Steel. I'll I'll um I'll tweet at you. Okay. Oh, thank you, thank you. That'd be great. <laughs> Uh, all right, real quick, let's give you the rundown on the games on uh, games on sale and games releasing uh, this week. Uh, we got Die for Valhalla for nine ninety five, Heroes of the Monkey Tavern for four ninety nine, Letter Quest Remastered for two ninety nine, Mecha Storm for fourteen ninety nine, Mercenaries Saga Chronicles for thirteen forty nine, Nine Parchments is half off for nine ninety nine, Squid's Odyssey. Which I feel like just released. We have a review up. Meatball Sub has a review up for it mm. on the site uh, for eleven ninety nine and the Count of Lucanor for five hundred nine. Uh, upcoming games we've got. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and announce this since it was during the break. Squid's Odyssey did released on July fifth. If you guys haven't seen that game, we do have a review. Like I said, we do have a review up for it on the site. It does a great job of telling you just why this is a very surprise good game squid's odyssey don't sleep and it's on, on it. sale already it is on sale already yeah 20 okay. percent off already that maybe yeah, they're trying to get in before octopath maybe yeah just maybe to... uh releasing july 10th when you're listening to this it would have been yesterday is shining resonance refrain um and then july 12th we've got star story the horizon escape july 13th is octopath day octopath traveler releases on to the switch Remember, uh, you can find all of these sales and release uh, announcements both on SwitchRPG.com and on the Switch List app on iOS and Android. Switch List app. Cool. All right, let's uh, let's jump into some uh, listener questions. We got we got a few of them. We got a few of them. Uh, you have you have the first one pulled up? Yeah, sure. Um, question from Captain Vulgar. With the mention of Smash Ultimate possibly being the last one, what two brand new fighters and what three Echo Fighters would y'all like to see? Not assuming they do DLC, I imagine we'll get a few Echoes and maybe a couple more new ones in the base. I'll let you go first. All right, I'm kind of <laughs> look. I don't. I don't know what could happen. I, you know, realistic. I'm kind of going to just go what I want to happen. What okay, I want sure. to see. That we'll, now, we'll, what, we'll both. Do yeah, that. you can. You guys can debate the validity of these things. Anyway, I would love to see. I would love to see one of the brand new fighters to be Rex and Pyra, or Rex Man. and uh, uh, Mithra. You know, kind of like the uh, ice climbers tandem, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I was gonna I, say that, but I'll I'll figure okay, something else okay. out. Okay, <laughs> look, we could have it. We could just both say two. Like we could just come up with the, brainstorm two. So that could be one of okay. them. And I'll, okay. I mean, do you have another? I mean, I was gonna go with the solar. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Dark Souls. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think that those two. I think that those two are good. But I mean, I I really think that 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 Rex. Uh, Rex and a blade would work really well because we mm-hmm. we already like you said we already have those characters that you've got like a frontline fighter and then something else I mean even like Rosalina you know coming like with the stars that kind of float around her and like sure. can do certain attacks and things like that I mean uh, even in the lore of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 I mean the blade is just sort of hovering around you know providing not the blade the the, yep. the driver 
right? The driver hovers hovers in the background and, and just provides, you know, power. Right, and so, kind of the blades doing everything. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it wouldn't, like, have an unfair advantage. I, I think aesthetically it would be cool, too. And, then and you they said, kind of uh, already have the mechanic with the ice climber, so yeah. I'm sure they could they could figure something out. And we're having a Pokemon trainer in this one, right? So yep. isn't he just kind of standing there Slim. while you're fighting with the uh, with the other Pokemon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could do that. Let's well, uh, we we should be getting paid for this. This is unbelievable. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty obvious. Uh, what about uh, Dark Souls? Well, uh, just because of the the Dark Souls coming to Switch, you think? Yeah, that's it'd be about interesting. It. And, and it's kind of something I would want, really. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, there's really, you know, there's no predictive thing about it. I just want to see it. Uh, I will throw in. Um, this could go under the Echo Fighters. So the Echo Fighters being a sort of reskin of someone else's fighting style or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think you could take. Uh, I think you could put Sora from Kingdom Hearts somewhere under someone. Okay. Maybe like a, a Fire Emblem, you know, reskin or something like that. I don't know. How How about like um like the Rabbids, uh Mario Rabbit, Yoshi sure. Rabbit, uh, Rabbit Yoshi, Rabbit Ma- Mario. I mean, maybe one of those could be Echo Fighters. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what are some other properties that are sort of big right now? Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is just the one that just... It's missing. It's there. Right? I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking around my room, looking at all my amiibos. Uh, maybe some, uh, some Tales stuff, some Dragon Quest stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Get like a the, the Dragon Quest blob thing. Put that in there. <laughs> the slime? Put that in there. Yeah, as like, uh, as, uh, like Kirby or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'd want that. I don't I don't like that one. Okay. I'm sorry. Right. Put no, Batman the in there. Batman? Yeah. I'm Batman. Yeah. Put Batman in there. Put like a, a Lego Batman or something. Okay. I could do that. Lego Batman. Alright. Yeah. yeah. I mean what, what else do we have from uh say for example Street Fighter? We have just Ryu and that's it, right? Or just Ken's not there. Should they be? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't play melee or brawl or whatever it was. I don't know. More Street Fighter characters. Always, please. All right. Uh, next up, we've got question. If you had to choose, okay. All right. So this is a couple parts. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. If you had to choose between a solid narrative, okay supporting systems such as. Robust and well thought out crafting, meaningful, rewarding side quests, etc. And poor combat. So you got three things there. Solid narrative, okay supporting systems, or poor combat. Or would you prefer solid supporting mechanics, okay combat, a poor story? Or finally, do you prefer solid combat, okay story, poor supporting systems? What would you choose? Huh. What, now, for me... Yeah, where, where, sort of where do you I'm put the emphasis in games? Bring, yeah, I mean, for me, it's story, combat, and then all the other stuff. So if it has a poor story, I don't know if that would fly for me. 
Um, I'm just thinking, for, like, ex- for what I'm playing right now, again, Path of Exile, very minimal story, okay? I mean, yes, there's an underlying story. You can see, say the same, for, for me, you can say the same with Diablo. There's a story there, but it's really, you know, it's really convoluted. No one really pays attention to it. But the combat is cool. Um, the crafting is, eh, it's really, it's there, but it's it's not the greatest. Not many side, there are side quests in Diablo as well as uh, Path of Exile, but you know, they're, they're just more XP, uh, grabs than anything really. Uh, but the combat for me is, is awesome. Uh, the skill tree, I don't know where that would fit in. Does that fit into combat? I'm not sure. Uh, the skill tree would be the supporting mechanics. Okay. Well, (laughs) okay. Well then that for me is (laughs) in Path of Exile, it's, it's, it's up there in the pantheon of, of skill trees and, and passive skills. So looking at the list, I'm going to have to say C solid combat. Okay. Story poor supporting systems. That's my final answer. Okay. So, um, I mean, what do you, what do you think of that? All right. So for me, and this is going to sound crazy to begin with, but I'll, I'll explain myself. For because 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 this is coming from someone who is so story centric, so 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 story centric. So you would think I would go solid narrative. However, because he said robust, well thought out crafting, meaningful, rewarding side quests. All right, because he says that because side quests fall under supporting systems. If I think about the fact that I love Elder Scrolls games, absolutely love mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls games, because you, go, you also have to think this spans genres, so it's go, it's going to be different for each genre. Yeah, it is. It, you're right. But like, I'm just going to use Elder Scrolls for the for this example, and I teased it at the beginning. Why do I love Elder Scrolls? Well, I don't love it because of a sprawling main narrative. That's for sure, because that's not really the point. The point of mm-hmm. an Elder Scrolls game isn't the main story. Exploring the world for me. It's exploring the world and it's interesting side quests. It's interesting stuff that you do in the world. You get to craft your own armor. You get to sort of live your own life. So the side stuff for that is fantastic. And the combat is not good. (laughs) If you're listing off greatest RPG combats, Elder Scrolls doesn't show up anywhere. It's a little flighty. So, so for me, I would have to go because I am, I'm, I'm, I'm pledging to Elder Scrolls here. I'm going to have to go. Okay, narrative, solid supporting mechanics, and poor combat because that would describe an Elder Scrolls game. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm going that there, okay. um, because, because to me, you can have really, really good storytelling and side quests. You really can. So if you have that solid, then I don't necessarily have to have a main story. Uh, because what, uh, here's here's another here's another uh, example or another thing that that describes would be Breath of the Wild. I love playing Breath of the Wild. That main story basically doesn't exist. I mean, you know, uh, you know what I mean. Like it's it's yeah, not a yeah. riveting main plot line. But it has phenomenal side stuff. It has supporting supporting stuff when you're when you're talking about like the cooking and uh, doing doing the shrines is fun. But then 
everything has a story. Yeah, yeah, when, and they're they're small when stories. When your main quest or your main story is to just de- defeat Ganon, everything else is a side quest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> really. Because you is a could, you, because you can't. I'm not saying that it's the easiest thing to do. Because you no, can, it's possible. Because you can. Once you get off the plateau, you can go to Ganon. You can go mm-hmm. to the final boss. So yes, uh, to your point, everything else is optional. So for that, you know, for Elder Scrolls and for Breath of the Wild, I am going to go okay story, phenomenal supporting systems, and poor combat for, to me. But like I said, if I go to a different genre, something that's a little less Western, something a little more Eastern, something a little more Japanese, I probably will want some better combat. For But for the purpose of this answer, we're going with what I said. Yeah. Or Very you can good. just play The Witcher 3 and get phenomenal all three of those things. Yeah. I can't wait for cyberpunk. Just saying. Just saying. All right. Uh, next question. What we got? All right. What games do you play with your kids, if any? My daughters all love Animal Crossing, and my youngest is the is my biggest gamer. Favorite game of hers is actually Arms. I've never played Arms. Um, I guess I'll take this question. Because um, you don't have any kids, right? That I I don't have any kids. Okay, you do not have any children. Okay. Um, my son likes to play Minecraft. And as well as Minecraft, he um, he enjoys Mario Odyssey. He is a big Mario fan. He also enjoys... When we initially got the Switch, I didn't let him play Breath of the Wild. Because I felt it was not just over his head. I didn't really like some of the things that was going on in Breath of the Wild for him. So I didn't... Again, like I said, I didn't really let him play that. So he played a lot of SteamWorld Dig 2. It was just really simple. There's not much to it. He just like, you know, mining, going up and down levels. So he enjoyed that a lot. Then it went from that to Mario Odyssey. And then from Mario Odyssey to Minecraft. And now he's playing Breath of the Wild. Now I will say, he really likes it. When he learns how to read, and, you know, that's not going to happen for a little bit. He's only, he's going to be five in uh, three weeks. He'll be five. He will have the time of his life um, when he learns how to read read well, you know, um, especially with the text that, that that's on there. When he learned how to read, he's just going to have the time of his life playing some of these games. I feel like this generation is a little spoiled. There are so many good games now and then. You know, you have your pick of all the great games that's happened in the past and all the good games that's happening now. But... Yeah, when I when he gets older, I can't wait to to play more games with him. He'll he'll have so much fun with that. Now my daughter, she just turned three. She has no interest in playing games. Not that you know, not that girls can't play games because obviously this question says that his daughter can't play uh, plays games. She just doesn't have any interest in. It. I've tried I've tried to get her to play some things. She just doesn't want to. So yeah, for my son, he's he's played quite a few things i tried getting him into smash brothers he doesn't like it um captain toad captain toad's really kind of difficult i didn't realize how tough it was um but again and again that's just for the switch he plays he plays super mario 3d world he loves mario 3d world which is a really underrated game for the wii u um there are some other games on the wii u he plays as well but those are the the most recent 
Oh, great. What do you think? Cool. I mean, I yeah, don't have kids. Uh, I mean, I guess uh, growing up, I had a younger brother. I'm 20-something years older than... No, I'm 15 years older than my youngest brother. So there was a, a large age gap there. So sure. I was, you know, gaming whenever he was really young. So some things that we sort of bonded over would have been like Mario Kart, Mario Party. Um, he, I totally left that one out. Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. He absolutely loves that one too, especially uh, with the assist feature. That's totally changed the game with with Nintendo. The assist mode in in Mario Odyssey, um, a funky funky mode in Donkey Kong, um, and the kind of like the two button driving or whatever one yeah, button driving. Yeah, it totally changed the game. I can actually play with them. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it can get by. Um, and then he really liked like Ratchet and Clank stuff. Uh he. Uh, his sort of big introduction to like story and stuff like that would have been with kingdom hearts. And that was really kind of cool to watch him yeah. really grow up with kingdom hearts. Um, cause he came in when it was like kingdom hearts one, two. And then I remember when he got his first PSP, whenever he was you know, like eight, uh, and his prized possession was getting birth by sleep for his birthday. And that was just really cool because like, that was something that me being the oldest, I started, and I got Kingdom Hearts, and because he just watched me play, like mm-hmm. one day he had his own Kingdom Hearts game, and that even still exists today. Like he's got he's got a PS4, and he can like he sends me texts about Kingdom Hearts updates. Like he beats me to them, <laughs> even though I kind of like live in this world. He somehow like will text me a tweet about Kingdom Hearts updates from Nomura that I've never seen. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. Like, that's always been, like, our thing is Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, that's awesome. So. Um, all right. Uh, I know you guys are RPG-focused podcast, but have you played any visual novels? Have any of those favorites? Do you, do you uh, do any of the visual novel stuff? I don't. Yeah, me no. either, unfortunately. And that's not from, honestly, lack of interest. That's for many years i didn't really know that that was a thing uh it was very recently sort of that i was introduced to the idea of visual novels um and then it's just been i haven't really had the chance i hear that a lot of them aren't steam uh but i don't want to sit at my computer for that long a period of time and then a lot of them are on like the vita i don't have a vita anymore so yeah well i mean there are some console ones i would consider telltale games Okay. A lot of all, all those are, you know, there's no, there's some quick time, but they're, they're, they're all visual novels to me. And it's just, it's just not my thing. I know a lot of people are into them, but I just, I need something a little bit more. If I want to, if I want to watch something like that with, you know, obviously there's input in it, but if I want to watch something, I'm, I'm going to watch a, a movie or, or something like that. Gotcha. It's just, um, again, it's just not my, my thing. And this did come from uh, Adam Santacos, and mm-hmm. uh, he does list some some of his favorites uh, popular on the 3DS. It was Ace Attorney series. I actually do want to play Ace Attorney. Uh, the uh, watching watching and binging the show Suits really kind of got me like into the courtroom, <laughs> like lawyer, like this deposition is over type deal, you know. So like I then want to play uh, Ace Attorney. He highly recommends Zero Escape series. And then um, the popular games or visual novel Steins Gate is coming to Switch in the fall. Uh, note about Steins Gate: I actually was introduced to that through the anime, which is absolutely phenomenal. I've not watched much anime through the years, 
Okay. Uh, I'm no, by no means a connoisseur or an expert. I mean, that's actually one of the few that I have seen. I kind of just found it on my own and the concept of time travel and that and the way that it's handled, I think is the best time travel I've ever seen, even better than Doctor Who. And I swear by Doctor Who. So mm. it's really, really good. Um, it's like Nolan-esque. And uh, that that was a very popular visual novel as well. And it is being quote unquote remastered and put on the switch. So cool. Yes, yes, yes. On, on the note of anime, I've been starting to get, it, to get into it a little bit more. I feel like the storytelling can be a little bit better because they, you know, it's anime, so you can basically do whatever. Um, and some of the story, visual storytelling in anime is is blowing my mind right now. It's 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 awesome. But anyway, I, look, I mean, I have I have a couple of best friends who, I mean, that is that is what they do, and so my not watching it once again has no you know this is not a statement of like i don't like it it's just as much as a like i just haven't haven't been exposed to it except through them and okay. to what you're saying to your point some of the things that they talk about that it handles is just mind blowing like some mm-hmm. of the some of the the subjects that they tackle some of the um how gritty and real that it goes is is pretty great um yeah yeah so if you're into it it's great it's great i'm, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm, sure it's I'm getting there i'm getting there all right uh geo what you think about um let's forego the side quest this week and we'll we'll tackle one next week sure we've been sure going thing. we've been going a while here so um actually what we'll do next week this is what we'll do is uh because geo and i will both and a lot of us on the site will both have had Octopath for the weekend. Uh, we will record next Monday. Uh, actually, I'll need to talk to you about that. Uh, we'll have it for the weekend, and uh, we'll 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 dedicate next episode to a sort of spoiler-free first impressions, like first five hours, first six hours. You know, uh, okay, like what we've played, some of our adventures, but we'll keep it mainly spoiler-free. We'll do that, and then we'll do uh, we'll do listener questions and then a big old side quest we'll, we'll go on a big side quest because we've been sort of pushing it to the very very end but let's let's give let's give us some plenty of time next week we'll be doing a lot of main story main story stuff which is fine which is fine yeah and there's uh, just no side quests available yeah we'll, we'll do a side quest next week um but uh once again thank you everyone for listening and we uh we appreciate it um and it's going to wrap up episode 14 of the switch rpg podcast uh, thank you for everybody who's sending questions. Remember, you can keep them coming by emailing at podcast at switchrpg.com or you can post in our podcast thread at discord.switchrpg.com. Remember, you can listen to the show each and every Wednesday at switchrpg.com or you can sub on your favorite podcasting app. Remember, if you're listening to us on an app, you know what we would appreciate? We would very, 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 very much appreciate your support on those apps. If it's the Google, the new Google podcasting app, is that, is that good? Is that what you use now? The new, the new Google it is, one? It is what I use, but it's, it's not as good as what the Google play okay. section was, but okay. There's room for improvement. Okay, cool. So if you're, if you're, uh, whatever app you're using, especially if it's iTunes or the Apple podcasts, if you guys can leave us a review, a rating and review, that would be fantastic. A five star, would be the bomb that is that is really what the, i mean the algorithms use those ratings and reviews to crank up 
you know, where we show up in, in lists and suggestions and things like that. So one of your biggest supports that you could give us is to give us those good ratings if you like and enjoy the show. Um, also, remember that you can jump over to patreon.com slash switchrpg. Throw us a dollar or two if you can. But if you can't, no worries. Because you just being here, listening to our stuff, reading our content, watching any videos that we might put out would be huh? the best thing ever. And you are the best thing ever. So until next episode, you guys go enjoy Octopath Traveler. And I'll see you next time. See you next week.